Right, hello. Welcome to The Calm Chef. This is the third podcast in the series of going alongside the blog at www.thecalmchef.co.uk. I'm uh, joined here by Jack Ames today. Um, he's featured in our first episode of the podcast. He's got a bit of technical skill podcasting. Uh, we're going to be discussing something that's quite close to, I think, both of our hearts, and that's yeah. street food revolution. Yeah, I think um, so. You know, my, my, myself, I mean, I've come from learning traditional French. I've learned, you know, the gastromix size. I've learned about chemicals in food, making it fancy, giving it that Heston Blumenthal feel at college. Yeah. I went to a place where I was... I mean, I was worked in Italy for six weeks where we were cooking Michelin star food. I worked at, you know, Carluccio's. I mean, you know, yeah. it's not necessarily, it's very rustic food, but it's done in a very traditional way. And yep. you're looking at the hierarchies of the chefs, the way that the attitudes of the chefs are towards other members of staff. I, as I well. don't think you could get, like, from our backgrounds with regards to food, I, we're probably the polar opposite, aren't we? I think is what's most interesting about it. Our yeah. backgrounds in food are probably the polar opposite which is the is in you know is why we probably talk so much shit about food all the time because like, <laughs> we both come from such different backgrounds with regards to food that's exactly it i think uh, i think we're where i started was a very traditional very very everyone's very precious about their food and their, yeah you know french cuisine has to be done this way and you know this and that and you come from a place where i mean you worked at a deli to begin with yes and i didn't even really I like food, like, and I always liked food, and my, my family really likes food. Um, and there was just a deli in my, where I lived that were doing something a little bit different to where, what everything else was at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a lot of, like, they were originally a wine cellar, like, uh, just like deli, just like a delicatessen. That also sort of just comes from it, really, doesn't it? Yeah, and then they the started getting into, uh, like, salad bars and pasta bars, and then they were doing burgers and paninis, and then it became a restaurant. They opened a bigger restaurant. Mm. Um, and I was working at a Starbucks at the time. Weirdly, we brought that up today. Yeah. Um, I was working at a Starbucks at the time, and I was there for, like, a week and hated it, um, and sent an email to, like, the manager of the deli <laughs> and was like, I'm working at Starbucks, I hate it. Um, have you got anything? And he was like, can you send me your CV? And I had no food experience on my CV, no kitchen experience. And he was like, it's always we were looking for someone with kitchen experience. And I turned around and was like, I just really want to be a part of something independent. And I think what you do is sick. So whatever the case of this conversation, like, I really appreciate what you're doing in Colchester. Yeah, yeah. And he sent me an email back like straight away being like, like your style is sick. Like, I appreciate <laughs> what you said, like coming on Monday, well, we'll that's get it, you started. It? Yeah, and I mean, I was I... like, that's dope. And I started on Monday. I had so many chefs over the years that have come to me with these fancy restaurants of like, I can cook this, I can chop an onion in 10 seconds, I can do this. I don't give a shit. Yeah. If your attitude isn't in the right place, if your mindset isn't going to go and fit into the cog of the machine, then there's no point in having you there. Yeah, because exactly. There's so many chefs I know that are absolutely amazing. I mean, while I worked at Carluccio's, while I was at Captain America's, while I've been abroad, I but didn't know their you attitude, that. that's cool. I yeah, know you yeah, that. yeah. I was, I was Captain America's. This is this is like going way back now. Yeah. So I first. That's the one near Jarrell's, right? Yeah, straight yeah. out high school. Cool. I worked at Coleman Coleman Print, which is just like some print shop, just over the summer. And um, then like at the end of the summer, coming up to sixth form, uh, not sixth form, I went to college, and uh, they were like, yeah, you know, we had because I worked did work experience there. They're like, oh, come along, you know, we'll we'll have you on board. So, so I started there as a KP. It was just like a Saturday job for about. Month, couple of months, and then I was before I knew it, I was a chef. 
Yeah. And then, you know, you're in. You're in the machine. Yeah. That's a similarity then. So, like, that very quick move from, like, just washing up to, like, actually being a part exactly. of the line. Yeah, yeah. That was a real weird thing for me because, like, I, I went in just being like, oh, I'm just going to wash up for a year and, like, that will be my job and that's fine. And then I all of a sudden was, like, chopping and that's I was, it. like, getting better at chopping and I, like, was learning how to cook and then before I knew it, I was just, I was a cook there and I was like, oh. Yeah. There are a lot of people that do do steak cake kitchen boards for for years, and that that's their job and that's their choice. But like the majority of people I have as a KP or I have trained in restaurants who have no experience, they start at kitchen boards, and then within you know a very short amount of time, I've got them straight away. They're 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 you know first they're cleaning mussels, then before you know it, they're you know maybe chopping some chips, yeah, and they're peeling potatoes or or peeling prawns or and then before you know it, they're doing a bit more extra prep, and they're like, oh, I actually quite enjoy this. And yeah. the, the ones who do enjoy it are the ones who ask to do more. And yeah, the ones who it. ask to do more will get more. And if yeah. you don't want to do it, that's fine. You know, I'm not forcing you to do anything you don't want to do. And um, so, yeah, I think I, I do agree that, like, if it's there and you've got the mindset, you don't need the skill. No. Yeah, and it, it's, it's, if you're in the right place, then it's taught to you. I was really lucky. Like, I had two people that were very good at what they did in the restaurant. Um who kind of just took me on and that was it. And I was just sort of like a part of it. Um, and it was a very small place, like really, really small. It set, seated like, like a majority of their food was takeaway. Yeah. And like they seated maybe 15. So like it was super fast. It was open a really short amount of time during the day. Mm. And then it was done. Like we were out and done by like three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, that's pretty. That's um, so yeah. like it opened at 10. They did breakfast for two hours and then just did like. Um, then you just went straight into sort of lunch. Then lunch for three hours and then we were out of there and it was sick. Um, and that's that was like the first. That's the dream. Yeah, man. That's, and it was sick. Brilliant. And it, like that was the first, uh, like experience I've got of like chef culture and like going out after and like having yeah. a couple of beers after and doing all that thing and then getting up and doing getting in for half six and doing prep till ten <laughs> and then like and like that being Early a constant mornings. cycle and like is, going yeah. home at five o'clock in the afternoon drunk because I had beers at three o'clock. <laughs> you start and then drinking at, at three, yeah. And then like it's sort of like the the evening chef, but just. And then yeah, and then my going back to street food, like I I worked at the deli for like two and a half years and then a couple of people at the deli who I became really good friends with opened a street food business. Which okay. has gone on to be super successful, which is Peck. That's yeah, that's Peck before you came which before you where worked we, here at Blue which is where, yeah, yeah, which I like I'm I'm still a part of their team, I guess, with yeah. regards to like design and I help out occasionally, but yeah, I mean like talk about um, I don't want to blow smoke up their asses, like because they. <laughs> you probably get them to listen to this and all yeah. like, oh, Jack, Jacks, Jacks. Oh yeah, good advertising. But, um, but yeah, like they, you know, talk about like a, a model street business. Like they're two people that loved a certain kind of food, and we're like, we're gonna make a really cool street food business out of this food that we really love. And it came from necessity. It came from like Colchester didn't have any street um, fried chicken. Yeah. So they were like, we want fried chicken, and they were just cooking it for their mates at their house. They would do yeah. pet nights. Before it was a business, oh, that's and they would cool. cook so a ton sort of, of fried like chicken start at Start the flat. idea, a little seed, like cooking for your yeah, friends. Man. And they would just like bang a load of people into their flat, a tiny little flat in town, like an upstairs of a of a uh, sweet shop. Yeah, and yeah. then they would cook loads of fried chicken, give it to everyone. And they were like, okay, we should start a business. And that's it was brilliant. just it was yeah. this is the sort of natural way that you sort of progress from like cooking for your own food, cooking for your mates, cooking yeah. for your mates and their friends, cooking for a few people you don't necessarily know. And then yeah. going, do you know what? Fuck it, we're going to open some It business. was really powerful to watch that happen, like from the start. And I, I remember like them talking about it. Then I went to the first family and friends night they did before they opened, like properly. 
um, and they like is that like like, like a soft opening type thing? Almost? Yeah, and they yeah, like yeah. got a load of people in the little courtyard where their flat was, and like oh, wow. put loads of fairy lights everywhere, and then had a setup, and you could get like wings or burgers. That's and so cool. And I ran down there, like grabbed a load of stuff, and there was just like a ton of people there. And then from then it's just been super successful. So that's kind of my experience. And I've worked with them the entire summer. I've like toured with them yeah, over yeah. the summer. So I mean, if you're in the uh, Ipswich and Colchester area, if you're in the Ipswich and Colchester area, or if you want something for your private event, um, just hit info at Peck. Uh, I don't know their email address, but what the Peck on <laughs> what the Peck on Instagram? What the Peck on Instagram? Yeah, there you go. There you go, folks. Follow them cool on stuff. Instagram. They do cool some, they do some well. good, uh, good graphic design on there as well, don't they? That's done by your boy. Yeah, your boy. Yeah. The same your boy that did the <laughs> Calm Chef logo. Yeah, also, now with Calm Chef. So, yeah. who yes. do you think you need? This guy, Jack Ames. I'm here. Is there, your Instagram's now changed. We've got My Instagram's Instagram now changed. Now. That's really sad. That's a sad day. I've got so many messages. You've grown up, man. You've grown up. I think that's what it is, though. And a lot of people were like, why you changed it? And I was like, it just seems a bit immature that my name's a Simpsons name. <laughs> and like, if someone wants to hire me for graphics, I don't know why I didn't think of Millhouse as Thrill House. It's because when he there's an episode where he types in his name on an arcade machine, and he can't. He wants to put in Thrill House, but it only goes up to the U in House because he spells it H A U, and it just says three Thrill Four, and he's like, ah. So I thought Thrill House. Was Thrill a good House name. is fucking brilliant. Uh, so that's where the reference comes from. Let's go back to the subject. That <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We're banging right. No, on. yeah, that's it. Um, um, I mean, like. I mean, if you read the blog, uh, you're more than welcome to. You're also more than welcome to not. I, you know, post your comments or whatever you want to on there. It's kind of what the podcast is. Exactly. For, right? Yeah. You know, we're 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 for those who can't read. There's <laughs> a few of them in Norwich, just like us. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you can't. You write them, but you actually can't. I can't read them. them. I I've have got to proofread all of them. Yeah, yeah. You and then I also get Catherine to proofread them. Yeah, me behalf, and Catherine which I, I sit in separate her. rooms and read them. Just to make sure that you're not caught, like you know, it's not like sharing secrets. Like an exam, you know? yeah. It's like an exam. I sit there and like snap my ruler. Um, I mean, in previous episodes, I've done an actual previous sort of something similar to this, where I, I did one entitled uh, "Michelin Star versus the Bar," and nice. that was one of my the early Calm Chef posts. Yeah. So we're talking the beginning of this year. Um, <laughs> That's still um, quite a while ago now. It is now actually thinking yeah. about it. You know, um, October's coming up fast. But um, in that, I just really wanted to get down to like the whole. Do we really need this many fancy restaurants in this day and age? It, why am I going to this fancy restaurant that cooks pretty much the, exactly the same as most of the food you'll find in cheaper restaurants? And I'm not saying go to McDonald's. I'm saying independent places that aren't going to charge you an arm and a leg yeah. for a fried bit of fish and some fancy mayonnaise. Yep. You know, you can go to somewhere like Blue Joanna, not necessarily Blue Joanna. I mean, you've got places like other outside of Norwich, like Peck. You've got, yeah. you know, independents like, you know, the Unthanked Kitchen. You can go yeah. get an amazing breakfast. Yeah, I rate their breakfast hard. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's like my go-to spot when I'm hungover. So I, I like House Breakfast, number 52, on uh, St. Benedict. That's where oh, I, me I and me and Catherine then. always go. Very there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, they're closed today, unfortunately. But, but no, they're, they're, nice. they're always, they're lovely. And always packed as well. They are always packed. It's just like a front room. Yeah. yeah, I think I like that vibe. Yeah, but that just goes. I, you feel comfortable, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I think that's it. Is that I'm not enjoying food where I, I for an example, I went to Ivy the other day. Okay. The, the opening, the soft opening. Oh, one of the Blue one Ivy. of the chefs. Yeah, one of the chefs um invited uh Jack. It's not Blue Ivy. Is it? Blue, Blue Ivy's no. Beyonce's child. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's the that's Ivy. Name for it's child. just the Ivy. Jesus. Beyonce called her kid Blue Ivy. That's her name of a Topshop line. 
<laughs> I just thought it was Blue Ivy. It's not. Blue it's Ivy. the Ivy. You're no, right. yeah, the Ivy. Um, and like one of my chefs got invited to the soft opening. He asked me to come along. Cool. You know, I'm, stupidly, I thought, you know what? I'm going to turn up in, you know, I, I think I had shorts on that time and I had some really bright colored t-shirt. He had his like balloon trousers and a scruffy t-shirt. You know, we're, we're looking unkempt as fuck. Right. And we come in and we're, we're greeted by this man in a suit who sits us to our table, he does the whole napkin on the lap thing, gives us the whole spiel about, because it's a soft opening, you know, this and this about the food, we, we ask you to not order two steaks, you know, um, respectable, that's fine, yeah. you know, it's expensive food, I'm not going to go sit there and order like a five course menu, right. it was like a three course menu, we had the option of a starter, main dessert, we paid for drinks, it's lovely, yeah. you know, the food, um, don't get me wrong, the food was amazing, but when I'm sitting there in what I would deem a comfortable outfit or something reasonable, not scruffy, Yep. You know, debatable whether we were or not. My opinion is I was just comfortable. Yeah. Um, sitting next to a man in a suit and you've got waiters walking around with shirts and ties done up and it's almost like you can see the managers glaring at them if they made the slightest mistake. And it's like, I don't feel comfortable in a place like that. Whether it's because I know and I I know too much. You know, yeah, I've maybe. opened Pandora's box and I've seen inside and I can't go back. Yeah. But I just never feel comfortable in a place like that. I think there's a time and a place... We were having this conversation. I think there's a time and a place for restaurants like that. I think we, the way we enjoy food, is is different to that. But there there is still occasions where like thing like restaurants like that are okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, I'm not like, saying like, like the time. The yeah, yeah, completely. Like, but I I get what you're saying in the sense of like when I go out to eat, I don't want to eat like that. I want to no. eat because like, I love food. Yeah. And I want to like completely en- engross myself in like what I'm eating. Mm. You know, like I don't want to. If I'm just going out to enjoy myself and enjoy food, I don't want to like sit there and feel like, oh, I feel like I'm underdressed. Like I don't want to be worrying about that. But that's it. That's, I that's want to be exactly worrying it, about yeah. like what's in my hand, and that's not what you're worrying about. You know, you go there not worrying about the food because you know the food's going to be lovely. Yeah. So you're you're there to look nice and you're there to dress up smart, and I think that's not the reason. And that kind of goes into what we're talking about. Like people aren't necessarily going to restaurants for that anymore. People aren't like. Like, it seems so old school to turn around and be like, come on, let's dress up nice and go to a restaurant. Yeah. Like, nah, fuck that. Let's, like, go to a restaurant and eat loads of good food and have, like, a few drinks and, like, have, like, really splurge on some, like, really good food, a bottle of really good wine. Like, have a good time. That's the nights that you want to celebrate and you want to spend a bit of money and act act the big balls, I suppose. Yeah, everyone has those times. I have, you know, there's plenty of times when I have, you know. Yeah, but, like, you can do that, but at a place where you feel comfortable. That's what I'm kind of saying, you know. Like, you could come here, you could oh, come, God, like, yeah. come, come to Blue Joanna, wear whatever you want, order a ton of food, a nice bottle of wine, a couple of beers, and, like, just don't have to think about anything. Yeah. Like, that's what I like about restaurants. Oh, yeah, no. And that's that, what I like about street food. That's why I'll, I'll, I'll always, I'll give every restaurant a try. Like, yeah. you know, just general, general, generally, I think, because I never, TripAdvisor, brilliant tool, brilliant tool, if you take everything that's red with a pinch of salt. Yeah, big time. You know, you've yeah, got to course. understand that the, maybe that person, I've, I've read a previous uh, post about this as well, you've got to understand that maybe someone is, I'm a bit biased to it, is maybe someone's having a bad day or, you know, that some, some bits are truthful and some people like the praise and I really appreciate that. When when I see a good review on TripAdvisor, I feel that was really good. Yeah. But when I see a bad review on TripAdvisor and they've not said anything on the night and they just go home and they sit on it and they stew and they stew, well, we could have solved it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe their dish wasn't a scratch. You know, we, we're not perfect. We serve a large volume of people in a large amount of time. Things slip yeah. through the cracks, and if you say something, we send you out straight away. You know, yeah. you are the top priority. 
yeah. you, you might you get a free drink. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying go out and complain to get free drinks. I'm saying be but honest then, and truthful with the restaurant. It's very rare that that would ever happen here. Yeah. Because, like, we care so much, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's the thing here. Like, it's, it's very apparent when you walk through the door in a place like this. Yeah. That people care. Like, everyone here cares. Yeah. Like, that, I've had that conversation with so many customers here. Mm. Of like they've come up to us and been like, it's so apparent that everyone doing their job cares so much about like what's happening in in the restaurant. Yeah. Like the chefs care about what they're cooking. The people at the bar care about if you're having a good time. And like people can sense that. Yeah, and the, own, so the owner's coming around. That's and not a thing. Exactly. I you think know? having the owner helps. I think. Yeah. yeah having Eki Eki on. You know, if you're sitting at a restaurant and the owner's coming up to you and say, "How you doing? Are you guys okay? Is everything all right for you guys? Anything I can do? Just give me a shout." Yeah. You know, I mean, I myself try and come out and talk to customers as well. You know, a lot of it because of allergens and stuff like that. I, I like to come and speak to the customers, make but sure still, that they're happy. still, people feel special when they have the head chef. That's exactly it. And I've had, again, I've had people say that about you and I've had people say that about Eki. You know, people turn around and, like, even if I'm not speaking to them directly or if they're sitting at the bar, you can hear people turn around and be like, was that like, the guy, was that the owner? That's amazing. Or if, like, the head, if you turn around to someone at the table and go, don't worry, the head chef's going to come out and speak to you about your, what you're concerned about, they're like, oh, Okay, great. Yeah, like, that's amazing. Immediately disarms them, and, and even it's if it's like, a complaint, that's why I always say to people: if, if someone's got a complaint and they, you know they want to talk to someone, send me out. I'm I'm happy because that disarms people. If you think the yeah. head chef comes speak to me, oh, um, yeah, no, we we just had this issue with the dish, and I'll come out and I'll be like, no, it's no worries. Leave yeah. it with me. I'll go sort it out. We'll get another one to you as soon as you can. We'll sort out a drink for you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, that's cool. And like, it's, I think I like the fact that you people will come out. I know so many people. There's this whole thing about allergens and like, do you really trust the man cooking food? Yeah. And I think in a place like this where you don't necessarily know all the ingredients, I mean, yeah. you, you might not know what kimchi is, you might not know what bonito was or yeah. miso, and to have someone come out and explain it to you, I think can really help win customers over and yeah, really celebrate the fact that we care about the customers and the food we cook and the service that we're going to give. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That is, isn't it? I, I do think this place, I mean, if you look at, look at TripAdvisor at the minute, I'll, I'll come back to TripAdvisor, you would expect, what would you expect to be the top, top three restaurants in Norwich? But then that's, I find that really interesting because like off the top of my head, like I couldn't, except for big chain restaurants, yeah. really. Tend to like, be low down. Yeah. Big chains as well. That's, that's another surprising thing. Like Chains are like in the hundreds of the top restaurants in Norwich. Because I feel like no, people aren't going on TripAdvisor to rate the chains, are they now? They'll go straight to the for chain. The, for the, for the, is for the independent. But but then, like, I I don't really know of many independent restaurants in Norwich, really. Yeah. Like, coffee shops, I could list you fucking hundreds because I go to <laughs> one of them. But, like, do you know what I mean? But, like, and shops as well and things like that. But restaurants, like, I think that's, again, kind of why this place does so well is because it sounds like we're just doing a podcast. Like, this is why we love Blue Joanna. But I think this is why this place does so well because it's, like, it's it's one of not very many, and we do what we do very very well. Oh yeah, and there's, everyone's there's no very other, proud of it. Yeah, there'll be no you other. Know. You know, there's a couple of places that will do good tacos in Norwich, but there's no one that will do sort of a Korean twist on it. Yeah, you know, and that, that's our selling point. And it's, it's the USP. experience as well. And exactly, I think, I think it's completely that. No one does a taco where like you know you're having a taco and the owner's coming to speak to you, and you're having a really good beer, and there's vinyl playing, and the chef's coming out to speak to you, you know, and everyone's having a party, and there's live music while you're eating, and it's like. That's fucking cool. Like yeah. when I described it, this is sounds so lame. When I described it to my parents when I went back home when I first yeah, started yeah, working yeah. here, I was like, it's like a, a place you see in a film where you're like, man, I fucking 
love to work there. <laughs> like, that's how I describe it. Though. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, like, like when you see friends, that like, everyone yeah. knows your name. Yeah, it's like when going you on see and fame, like, and you're like, I'd love to go to that school, that'd be so cool. Because yeah. everyone there is like, just so cool, and is like, loving music, and it's like, that's what this place is like. Like, everyone's chill with each other, everyone loves music, everyone loves food, and just everyone wants to have a good time. That's it, look at that's, that's all you need to A do. lot of the people here have a second job. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, chefs, front of house, everyone. They come here as their second job, not because, you know, they want the money or anything like that. They're here because they love doing this. They yeah. love being around the people that work here. They love speaking to the customers. And it's not, it, you know, you're right. There are places, it's not just Blue Joanna. There are so many places that you can go to that will be exactly the same. Yeah. And, you know, we're not saying it's all printed out of a machine. Everyone has their own independent thing. Yeah. And that's why independent restaurants are taking a comeback. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to this um, with Eloise last week about butchers and stuff like that. How the independent butchers, you know, not many people are going to buy meat from Tesco's unless no. you know if they've got the money. Instead of going to buy Tesco's you know, expensive meat from Tesco's, they'll go to butchers. Yeah, you know, I, I really think people should. I really think people should push for the independence nowadays. And I think people are. I certainly think people are. And I think that. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about independent shops and coffee shops for. Ages. Well, yeah, that's it as well. Coffee shops. Yeah, you know, I know, I, I, no one I know, and I, you know, I go to a university full of people that just drink coffee all day, and yeah. will drink like, and genuinely, like, again, like this is something me and you have talked about. I'll buy like if I'm at uni, I'll buy close to six to seven cups of coffee a day. Oh yeah, and like that's like two to three pounds a day per coffee, right? And I'll like I, everyone I know will probably do about the same. Yeah, so that's quite a considerable amount of money, mm. and. No one's going to a chain. No one. But I mean, the up chains front. are more expensive. Absolutely. Off yeah. the top of my head, and it's, go, and it's flat not white coffee. Starbucks is like nearing on for three quid. Yeah. A the flat station white is like four fifty. Exactly. As, you know, if you go to like list list you know list a couple like Coffra, you know, strangers unknown Mustard. coffee. I was in unknown coffee earlier today. Yeah. Lovely, lovely flat white, all vegan. Yeah. They've got like, oat milk as their staple. Yeah. You know, but though those places, two fifty a coffee. Yeah. You know, Mustard, maybe look, maybe a tiny bit more. I've not, no, I really Man, should. That's like my, and it, it, it's crazy because like, for me, that's the best coffee in Norwich. Yeah. Up front, like, I have, like, every time someone asks me, I tell them it's the best coffee. It's two pound for a latte. Really? Like, that's yeah. cool. And they are, like, they've got, like, it's been the same guy that's running since the start who makes everyone's coffee. Like, everyone at UD knows him. He's like an old guy called Jerry. Super nice guy from East London. Legend. Yeah. Um, we're dropping a lot of names here. Yeah, man. coffee shops you know, to go to. Mustard is the one, absolutely. Mustard's, I can't push it enough. You've heard it here first, folks in Norwich. Absolutely. Go to Mustard. They, they are their shop is in the old Coleman's factory in town. So like, oh, okay. they sell Coleman's merch. Oh, what like Coleman's mustard, mustard and yeah. stuff. Oh wow, yeah, really cool. That's so cool. But sick coffee. They do like oat milk and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's man. my spot every time. Um, they're really cool. I mean, it's been like, we're going on about coffee here, but like, have you seen the, up, the upcoming in soy? <laughs> and soy is now dying out and the oat milk is coming in. Oh yeah, it's because like, um, like soy milk is really bad for the environment as well. I was really thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. I don't know enough to really talk about it. No, but I mean like, they, and it's also a lot more difficult to burn. This, I was having this, com- um, Catherine's a barista and I was having this conversation with me, her and the, one of the girls. That would be a really shop. cool podcast to do. I'd really be interested in having. Yeah, I think that's one of the ones to future because I mean, coffee is a, big thing for me yeah me too man like i'm i'm talking like for it. i've got one of those espresso machines yeah i try and reuse the pods you know because you can like take off the foil and like, oh you have one of those i've yeah. got the reusable ones but they leak everywhere and right. coffee beans go but if you like take the tin foil off you buy a pack you can use like one of those cups at least three times yeah but i'll have at least like 
four espressos in the morning when yeah. I'm getting up, having a coffee, you know, eating my Weetabix, watching a bit of like, you know, whatever on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. We just brought, me and my housemate, because we run like a little coffee blog. Um, you know about that, right? I'm not, you're not explaining it to me. I mean, I've heard that. that. I don't know. I think, yeah, so and the way like, you said something about you really like coffee. Yeah, so, so like me, you love it. me and my housemate, uh, Felton, legend, um, drop another name there. Um, drop, drop the blog in, sponsor the blog. Ben yeah. Felton Blogs, mate, legend, on YouTube. Is, this, is that the coffee blog? That's Ben. But our coffee blog on Instagram is Intrepid Coffee. Intrepid uh, Coffee? Yeah. Have a look now. I'll have a look. Let, let, um, let's live on it. Live on the uh, yeah, and we like, there. we just brought a new coffee machine, a Sage Joe 10 Pro. Uh, it's got like a coffee steamer. It's got a, an Oh, it's one of those like little ho- proper, home proper it's ones. It's like a proper legit one. It cost us quite a considerable amount of money. What was that Instagram uh, again? Just for uh, everyone to hear. Intrepid Coffee Co. Um, yeah, and we like buy bags of coffee from independent suppliers and then refree them. Followed by... Jack Ames. That's your boy. That's, that's your boy, Jack Ames. All right, I'll, I'll drop that follow. There you go. Yeah, we'll follow you back. Oh, decent. Decent yeah, stuff, you know. Um, Bit of self-promotion on the blog. Self-promotion once again. Um, um, we're going old... way off of our conversation. We are, topic. we are. So, I mean, it all fits in hand in hand. I mean, you're talking independence opposed to chains. And, yeah. and you know, you're also talking... I, I can't tell you how many times... Like, you go to a pub and they make the food, try and make the food fancy, and I think that's just not what people are looking for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this whole gastro pub thing is coming into play. It makes me, yeah, it, it kind of weirds me out. It does. I like, really find it uncomfortable when I get, like, I want a burger and chips and it comes on a slate, piece of slate, <laughs> and the chips are in, like, a metal, like, uh, small fry. Yeah, it guy. reminds me of what, like, if you were, in, if like, this is me coming from my college experience, um, the debut restaurant, which is really good. The, it, it, I would recommend anyone to go there for a very nice meal. It also helps out the students because it gives them practice and experience. That's and cool. you get a slightly discounted meal because obviously it's done by students. You know? yeah. You're know, you not going to pay fancy prices. You pay a decent price for a decent meal. But if you take those students and put them in a pub and said, I want a really, really fancy dish, but it's got to be burger and chips. Yeah. Like those college students are going to go the ketchup smear on the plate. It'll you be know, slight. The, 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 the chunky chips stacked up like Jenga. Or a piece of wood. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or wood. Oh, wood gets me. Don't, yeah, don't use wood, people. Yeah. Like, you use wood for antipasti and put a bit of greaseproof under it. Yeah, you got it. But put that greaseproof because, like, woods, that really gets me when people serve steak. I think yeah. there's one of the chains in town was done for that reason, like, not recently, like a year ago, because they were washing the, the wood in the dishwasher, the wood splitting, the juices are running into it. I mean, like, there's another. Steam moves. Catherine Dunkel is um, really big. He's created this brand called Nout Ponty. Cool. Um, you should follow him on Instagram. He's a lovely guy. He creates his own sauce. He's had this whole, ever since I've known him, I, I mean, I said, I want to be a Michelin. He reminds me of this every time. He's like, what do I want to be when I grow up? I, like, I want to be a Michelin. I want to have a Michelin star. Right. And I'm now realizing that that is a stupid goal. I don't know if that's stupid. Well, it's not stupid. Like, for me personally, is why I see it, it's not what I want to do anymore. I mean, right. I don't know or a change or something like that, but I think college warped my understanding of how kitchens work. Right, okay. To get a Michelin star, that is your life. Yeah. You know, you, you sort of do have to put everything by there's the wayside. There's like working towards a good kitchen and there's working towards a Michelin star. Right? There's, yeah, exactly that. Right. You know, there's creating good food and there's creating Michelin star food. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had experience in it and it was really put me off. But um, he's created this whole brand called Nat Ponty. Nothing fancy, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah, I always wind him up. I always send him pictures of slates and wood <laughs> with like food present. Like I think I should send him a picture of his shoe cool. with like um, uh, like uh, some chips coming out of it and like a flat cap with a burger sitting in it. I think I really Sounds wind awful. him up. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. But that's the thing. You know, everyone's trying to be fancy. Yeah. Why are we trying to be fancy? 
Yeah. Why, why, why aim for these goals? We're never, your local pub is never going to be the world's five class restaurant, but that's yeah. not why people go there. People go there for the atmosphere. People go there for the great food, not necessarily, you know, serve it on a plate. Yeah. I hate it when people serve like um, roasts on a tiny plate or a slate or something. I think I had a, I had a roast served on a plate once. It was terrible. Yeah. Gravy ran everywhere. Made yeah. Mess. The waiters had to go clear it up. You want to lift, you want to lift on your plate, don't you? Your exactly. Gravy. You know, you want it almost in a bowl. Say. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I I don't know. It's. Yeah, I think restaurant culture is weird now. Like we 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 made a point saying like we just don't like. I don't really go to restaurants now. <laughs> like everyone's got too much choice. Yeah. So that's I guess the, the point you have too much choice that you just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And I'd much rather just go to a market. I'd much rather go to a street food market. That's or like, exactly it. Or go to somewhere that does like really decent street food in a restaurant, you know? Like yeah. I just I don't know, like I'll tell you what, Norwich Market's coming back. Yeah. Norwich Market is we like, there quite a bit. You you've got like what falafel, yep. falafel shop, Bang you've got falafel. vegan diner. Yep. You know, you've got the old classics like Ron's chips. Gotta love yeah. Ron's chips for your chips. The uh, hog roast place there. Hog banging. roast is good. Yeah, brilliant hog roast on there. And you've also got like all the everything around it. You know, we get all our um, Oriental products for the for, yeah. the for the restaurant. I shop there quite a bit. Yeah, the Oriental banging. Express, Sorry. brilliant. Yeah. And they've got their own little Big food up. store. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant street food. So they do. They've got a lot of vegan, vegetarian, gluten free options. Yep. And they use their own ingredients. And it's like, it's like its own little sort of environment that yeah. market it's, it's, it's an amazing place to be yeah it's, and I think even just walking through the market is just these days amazing well it, it used to be a bit dingy yeah um, and it really is coming back and I think street food itself I mean that just shows street food's coming back yeah you know if you yeah, think I about it agree. like the market is like almost not overly saturated with restaurants I mean you've got I mean look at Norwich alone we've got like 660 restaurants yeah, that's mad. Yeah, if you Trip, TripAdvisor, it's, it's the top restaurant out of nowhere. It's like 660. It's not a fact. I've just got it off TripAdvisor. But, yeah. you know, I think everyone thinks they're a chef. And I think everyone thinks they can open a restaurant. And then you see these restaurants come up and disappear. Yeah. And I think that's more to do with film as well. Sort of the, the way the media and all that has sort of led people to believe how kitchens work. Yeah, that's that's an interesting topic. We've, we've briefly talked, again, that's another thing that we've talked about during service is the way that films have interpreted restaurant culture and then street food culture, um, kind of pushing street food culture ahead of restaurant culture. Exactly, um, yeah. It's, it's really upselling it at the minute. I mean, we had, yeah. re- well, I said recent years, a couple of years yeah. ago, the film Chef. Yep. That I was a brilliant one. Everyone loves that film. Everyone loves that film. It's just a feel-good film. Yeah, you know, nothing bad happens. No, no. I mean, you got like a little bit disappointed or he lets his kid down or whatever, but then his kid's like, oh yeah, but I love you. And then it's like, it turns out that everything was... It, it, it's a brilliant film. Yeah, it's glorifying a food van. And I love that. Yeah. Which know? is, again, like... It, and in a way, that is dangerous because it's like... And I... Uh, something I want to talk about with street food, which is, from my experience, is like... It's kind of what you were talking about with regards to restaurants. Like, anyone can open a restaurant. There is a hell of a lot of oversaturation in street food right now. Oh, yeah. Like, with regards to, like, a lot of people starting up a street food business going, we're going to do this because it's cool and quirky. We don't give a shit about the food itself, but, like, we think this is going to make us a load of money. Yeah, they, Dude, they the have amount of, on them. The amount of, like, stalls that I've seen over the summer <laughs> and, like, someone's turned around to me and been like, they've been around for not very long. Yeah. And then, like, within a month, they're gone. Yeah. And, like, they, they don't care. Like, oh, it's insane. Like, these, these food markets are just full of people and admittedly, like, 
for every one of those, there's someone that is doing it because they really care. Yeah. And like, and they're doing really good food. I've eaten so much street food over the summer. <laughs> it's been so sick. But like, there's Sounds also like an amazing food summer. Yeah, and there's but there's been a lot of people that you can quite clearly see a lot of pizza. You get a lot of like stone oven pizza. Yeah, the sort of the yeah. the stone ovens on the back of trucks. Sort yeah. Of thing. yeah, and like some of them are. We ate a lot of pizza and like we really want good pizza, but some of them are really shit because they just it's just like it, it's like a they think it's like a sure way of making money. Yeah, and it's not. They just they think they oh, it's just dough dough. But because it's not a domino, it. people are buying it and being like, this is great, this is like yeah. life-changing. Oh, like, it's so healthy know, for me. You know, try brick pizza in Norwich. Oh, man. like, holy shit, like, brick pizza. you don't really get much, like, a better pizza than that, surely. Exactly, just name, name drop another name Norwich drop independent. Another brick pizza. Like, I'm happy, the other day, you know, exactly, like, fully support brick pizza. Yeah, yeah and like, people like that, they're doing things for artists, like, have you, heard, you know how they do their boxes, you heard about yeah, that? Yeah, that's brilliant, I mean, what is, what, is the, what is the story with that? So like, I, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know a massive, like, the whole, whole deal, but like, from what I've heard, it's like, they, you can enter a painting on top of one of their boxes, yeah, and yeah. if you win the competition, that's their box. For the, the uh, duration of time. That's so cool. And they use an independent artist's painting on top of their box for a duration of time. How fucking cool is that? That's Do amazing. It in the art I love I love it on the walls. Like yeah, yeah. it is. It's, yeah, it's just hanging on, on the walls, walls. and the, the good ones hang on the walls. Like you got teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, like, they're doing a pizza. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's, that's so cool. so cool. And that's like a group of young people that care about food and art. Oh, you can see it when when they're cooking the food. Like it, it, they take their time. They're making sure it's methodical. Yeah, they're man. making sure every single pizza goes out perfect. And they have a street food place as well. Like I played when we did Lord Mayor's festival. Yeah, yeah. They um, had a tent. Oh, a really? Brick pizza tent. Yeah. Oh, that's so And they cool. were like, they had a small menu, just banging out and like yeah, all, just of all, all of us. Yeah, simple stuff, got one. but like all but that's of us it. Got one. That's, that's sick. That's the key, I think, to simple to, it, to, to street food is simplicity. And do you think that's the difference between restaurant food and street food? It's like street food, you can. You can pick one thing and be like, we're going to do this one thing and be really good at this one thing. Whereas, um, whereas like, restaurant food, you can't do that, right? Yeah, no, exactly. You can't focus on one thing. I mean, I so many times you go to so many places and there are street food places that will take on more than they can handle and they will have such large menus. I mean, that's I've reduced the menu down a bit at Blue Joanna. I've simplified it. I've made sure that every single thing that we can serve is like, I mean, I'm talking like, what we've we got like, we've got four to five different types of tacos, and then we've got, oh, look, this guy, beer with a knife. You didn't cut yourself, did you? No. <laughs> that's for our cool stuff, but, um, um, you know, there's nothing overly complicated. Yeah. And I think that everyone goes, oh, this is amazing, you know, what's in it? And I'm like, like the buffalo sauce, for instance. Oh, this is amazing. What's yeah, in it? Buffalo sauce is Sriracha. an interesting thing to make. It is. I think everyone's so afraid of it. They don't realize what goes into it. And yeah. they're like so amazed by it. It tastes amazing. And I think well, my chicken my chicken wings on the, the buffalo chicken wings that I've got on specials at the moment. Yeah. So simple. It literally is butter and hot sauce in a ratio of one butter to two hot sauce. Yeah. Boil it up. Cook your chicken wings. Toss them in it. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Bit, bit of fun. salt. Bit of pepper. Yeah. You know, a few spring onions on top for a bit of garnish. But nothing like overly complicated. Yeah, I think that's where you go to. You say you to have you to give a simple dish of say like you know a bit of salmon yep. to a restaurant, a really fancy restaurant, and to a burger bar. Well, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna maybe marinate that salmon or grill it. I'm gonna keep it very simple. Yep. As a street food restaurant, you go to a fancy place. If I was working at say you know Ivy or the Last Wine Bar or 
a, a really quite nice end. I'm going to try and make it as good as I can to make it look as expensive as possible. Yeah. You because know, I think that's, that's the best, that's, weirdly talking about salmon, this is, I mean, the, the best bit of street food I had this year. Um, I went to, I'm pretty sure they were, I'm fairly sure it was German. Um, they had a salmon over a open fire. So this guy had um, like pinned out salmon fillets over an open fire and he was taking them off, scraping them, putting them into white buns just with sauerkraut. And That's he amazing. was everywhere. And it was like this old school looking wooden tribal thing that just came out of a caravan. Yeah. Um, and he had mackerel, whole mackerel on sticks going through the mouth on another open fire that you could buy. But then you could have, they had some couscous, some mackerel, and that was it. And I, we, were, we were at the maybe three sim, similar food like festivals they were at. Every time it was hands down the best food I've eaten. And it was just salmon. And I don't even like salmon. <laughs> like, I've seen it before, yeah. yeah. I mean, I watched Darling. Um, there's one guy that really stuck with me. I watched Chef's Table on Netflix. Yep. And there's that, I think it's in the first series or the second series, I can't remember. The guy who takes his customers out, it's like, you pay a bit of money, you pay a bit of money, but you go almost camping with him. Cool. And you go out to the wilderness and he's doing that sort of food. Mm. And this is like top class chefs. Yeah. You know, you know, he's, he's got to be something good to eat on Chef's Table. It just shows, yeah, show that it's like this food that we assume would be costly is doesn't have to be costly. Yeah. Simplicity. Simplify it. Take take a dish and try and challenge yourself with like just three ingredients. Yeah. I think the I mean we have a, a you know if you forget the garnish for a second. Yeah. You've got maybe a bit of fish. Yeah. Maybe some you know yuzu koshu. That's why one of the dishes we do here is this is salmon made glaze with miso. Simple, just miso, literally brush on top with a bit of salmon glaze. Glaze it and then chop it with top it with some uh, top chopped chilies. Yeah, and that's that's uh, when I get that on that sells out. Yeah, it is, it's one of the best dishes we do here. You know, I, I keep it as a special to keep it fresh and keep it everyone's mind sort of thing. But it's, yeah. it, it's so it goes to say that if you uncomplicate food, you can create some amazing dishes. I think I think that's the thing about street food. I think it's just it's a, it's it's a lack of overcomplicating something, but bringing the best of that simplistic element, it's, you know, it's guy like, again, I've said this before, like, taking one thing and simplifying it to its complete core and using just the ingredients you need to make it taste really good. Nothing yeah. to make it look amazing. You're not trying to make it look, you know, it, it helps. Of course it helps. But, like, yeah. but ultimately, you know, if you've got really good food, people are going to know about it and just going to want to eat it. And I think that's yeah. where street food comes into play. You know, I, I, I really do. Um, I think people have this this sort of thing in their heads as well about it being street food is fast food. Yeah, but that's, that's really that's, interesting. I think it? that's one that that's one that does get me because what we cook here it's very rich food. It's very you know you, you, it's not healthy food. No, but people either go it's either healthy or it's fast food. It's not. There's a middle ground. But yeah. we're, we're you know, ground just because well. it's fast doesn't mean it has to be unhealthy. We use fries, but. You know, you go to McDonald's, they, you, you don't know what you're getting in your burgers. No. You know, generally it's not nutritious food at all. Yeah. I think that is a point as well. We do fry our food, but we fry it to the point of keeping the nutrition in it. Yeah. You and know? you, I, and it's a, I think that's another interesting thing about street food is if you look at a restaurant menu, you don't know where their beef's coming from, you don't know where their chicken's coming from, you don't know where their veg is coming from, anything yeah. like that. Whereas if we walked around the kitchen right now, you could probably right, tell me where every 
every bit yeah, of yeah. our produce has come from. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same with Peck. You know, conversation with our butchers about that. It's so simple. They've got a sign on their on the coop, which is their street food setup, yeah. that says Suffolk Road Chicken. They drive 25 minutes down their road and they pick it up from a locally sourced farmer. That's the See that there, that and is like, care. And that is, and that is an attraction to people. Obviously it's an attraction to people. If I, you know, you, you, people get kind of a buzz from being like, oh yeah, it's locally sourced, cool. Like, it's cool to do that now, you know, it's cool to be like, oh, oh yeah, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat locally sourced food and, and, you know, and it's just nice to know that as well. Then they're not just buying it frozen or they're, you know, I think chicken is one of those things, isn't it? You have to do yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Food. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I've seen factory farms. I've seen, you know, the way yeah, that they, they do eggs, you know. It, yeah. It's grim. Yeah. It, like, I, I'll always try and do free range. Uh, yeah. If I'm buying from the shops, I'll always try and do organic, realistically. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think quite think the price of freight. I think you need to go a middle ground. I think yeah. you, for an everyday meal, free range all the way. Because they're given, they're not crammed in a cage and they're not force fed. I spoke about this last week with Eloise as well. Is that you know the the chicken itself? You you you've got the breasts. I'd yeah. say 100 grams breast of chicken that's organic and 100 gram breast of chicken that's battery. The yeah. battery one's bigger. Yeah, but that's pumped fat. up with water. That's, that's pumped up with water. Yeah, you know a lot of like we we ship it in from. Across the country, like we've got so many chickens in England yeah. that we send chickens. People buy chickens from England, yeah, and we buy chickens from elsewhere. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, it's it is really muscles. I think we use ten percent of the muscles we use are from England. Yeah, and and ninety percent of the muscles that are uh, from England, Scotland, and all that that are used. Ninety um, percent we we sell to abroad. People we sell it out, yeah, and we buy it. So where does this come from? Like, yeah. this is like the cheapest way to do things. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like, yeah, it might be the cheapest now if we're talking short term. But how much are we haven't just put into fossil fuels that are, you know, the the sourcing it. And I think finding a local place for, I mean, restaurants, anyone can do local source sort of food. Yeah. But I think having it on a large place, scale, exactly. Restaurants is not. I see, and it's it maybe not even be the, the fault of theirs. You know, it, it, it can't be easy to run a, a major big restaurant on completely local source food. You know, that's got to be tough. But for a restaurant of either this size or street food, like, if you can do it, then why would you not do it? Exactly. You know, and people people are going to vibe off that and are going to be into that. They're going to appreciate you know? it. Yeah, of course. To know that, that if they really yeah. wanted to, they could go down the road and see the farm that the meat came from. Yeah, you know that's kind of fucked up, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you're saying completely. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a case of you know if you really want to, you could you know yeah, if you absolutely. see if you're serving fish that's been absolutely. lying caught off the coast near you. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, no. you know, go for yeah, it. Totally. If you can do that, cost wise, financially wise, and keep your business afloat, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think too many people worry about the bottom line. That's that's what I always saw back at college shows was when I started. It was seventy five percent fresh across the chain. You know, everything was made, you know, it, it, some desserts were brought in, you know, that 25 is stuff that you can't necessarily make, ice creams and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, ice creams, is, if you can find somewhere that does it amazingly, do it. We would get ice cream from Ronaldo's. Yeah. I don't have the time or the machinery to make good ice cream. Yeah. But, and then as soon as it changed, they, they became too focused on money, money became the priority, staff labor went down, so the actual people who could cook, 
got taken out because they can't afford to live off that. You know, they didn't want to, and they were replaced by young people who necessarily don't know how to cook. Yeah, they were replaced by people who couldn't cook, didn't want to cook, didn't want to cook. Yeah, but they were they were just looking for any job in minimum wage. Yeah, then you you get the whole scenario of Danielle always says this is you get the whole scenario of oh, well we'll make the we'll, we'll make the the labour less, we'll get cheap labour in. So young people or people who can't cook, we'll yeah. get them in because they have no experience. We can pay them less, and then they go, "Well, oh, these people making the food that we were serving really well, they're making that crap." So we'll start making that in the central kitchen, and we'll send that in. Yeah. And it's like whatever chefs are left are then nah, I'm done. Yeah. I think that is one of the reasons I left is because like when your ragu is brought in from the central kitchen, you're not trusted to make ragu in an Italian restaurant. That's pretty what fucked are you up. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's mad. How are we doing here? I mean, what's the, what's the time on here? I can't quite tell. I don't really know. It's a lot Garage of numbers. Band. 1,300. We're on, we're, on bar one, we're on bar 1,340. If, um, you, if you know Garage Band, you'll know exactly how far we're in. Yeah. But I think, I mean... We're on, on 120 tempo as well, in 4-4 on C major. <laughs> if, if you're interested. <laughs> if you're interested. The, the, if you want to write a song using those... I um, mean, we're now available quite widely... Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about that? That's yeah, exciting. I can do. I mean, we'll talk about the future of uh, the Calm Chef a bit. We haven't really done that yet. Yeah. It's just been the start of podcast, and we've gone straight into debating food. Yeah. Um, so, basically, I decided to create the Calm Chef because so many people I know have no idea what life is like in a kitchen. So many young students, you know, I know I'm not going to reach everyone. Yeah. So many young students. I mean, I left college thinking, oh, this is going to be brilliant. I'm going to work for a Michelin-style restaurant, but I'm still going to have a family life, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to become addicted to a substance. Well, not necessarily, you know, there's such a sacrifice in food and that is why people are so passionate. You get such anger in kitchens because these people are so passionate to the point that they want it to go perfectly and when they don't, they become so frustrated. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are blind to that. I think people see an angry chef on TV and they think that's okay. They see why, you know, people get so upset about food and they don't really know why. I think you could put it in, as, as pretentious as this may sound, I think you, you do have to put it in the same context as art, as an art form, right? Oh, yeah, Because it's like, it's like seeing a musician, you know, get really angry at a band or a backing band, you know, for no reason. Everyone's like, why is he such an arsehole? You know, and I, in cases like that, it's like, because they care loads. And it's the same yeah. with food, you know. Yeah, Most yeah. people are putting everything they've got into the food they're making. And one thing could go wrong and that sets them off. Like, exactly. because they give a shit. Like, and I think, I think that's really interesting to give people an insight to a passion is something oh, you're God, not yeah. often given, you know? You don't see it on TV. Of course you don't, you know, especially yeah. with food, because it's not the most glamorous of, unless you're a, you're a, a celebrity chef, which is, that's a whole other fucking podcast you can get into, <laughs> you know, ne- join us next week. It, it, you know, it's, it's, but that's it, isn't it? It's, it? it's not broadcast a lot, and I think that's that's where the whole Viceland thing comes into, which we can talk about. Viceland's brilliant, but, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll get into that at another point. Yeah, but or we'll, we'll come into that with what, the celebrity chef. That's what I love about this, is like, it gives people an insight into something we care about yeah and the, you're you're giving the people an opportunity to like give to look into your life which is something really cool oh yeah you know? i mean i'm 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 very open i'm very you know very brash i mean you can look at the alcoholism in the kitchen post i did a couple of months ago mm-hmm. um and you'll see that i'm not gonna hide things i'm not gonna i'm not on a tv show to make the audience happy i'm not doing this to get the viewers i'm not doing it to please my higher-ups yeah. this is me just going, do you know what? This is what it's like for me as a chef. I'm not telling 
you this is how life is as a chef. Yeah. I'm, I'm nowhere going to, I'm not going to say that this is how it is because it's completely not. Yeah. I've been very lucky. Blue Joanna's an amazing place. So I did come when it already, it already had a bit of traction. Yeah. I mean, we've managed to put it into full steam, which is brilliant. And, you know, we're becoming, we're, we're second on TripAdvisor. And at the moment, second, um, it's always going back and forth. But I really want people to understand what life is like in a kitchen and what people have to go through. I mean, just to give people the opportunity to understand that, I, I think is the most cool, is the most exciting thing. That's it. You know, if you want to find out what it's like, then here's, here's all the tools you need. I yeah. think that's something really cool. You have yeah. the blog and you have the podcast. That's people who love cool. food. Do you want to go into food? Yeah. L- have a listen to this podcast first. Also, no like, warnings. It's like, like a warning label to being a yeah. chef, you know. Yeah, but if you just like listening to people talk about something they're passionate about, I think this is, this is a really good opportunity to do so. Yeah. I think that's why I listen to podcasts. Like the podcasts I listen to are just of, of people that are passionate about subjects. You know, that's exactly it. I think I'm. I mean, I'm using Anchor to publish this at the moment. Anchor's yep. doing very well. They are distributing my podcast extremely well. I would. There we go. So we're currently available Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Anchor itself. If you're using anything but Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you're probably a serial killer. Yeah. Because no one's that. using anything I, I except had, I had only heard of Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, if you're using um, anything but that, get a job, get a life, <laughs> get, a, get some friends. Something Jack is very passionate about is where you find your podcasts. Yeah, if um, you're not... They're also Apple available Podcasts. on YouTube. Yeah, have three subscribers now. One of them's me and one of them's you. Yeah, and the other one's the George from Tesco's. Yeah, he's on the podcast soon. Yeah, we're going to get George. George has been telling me for years he's going to come, or for the last year he's going to come in and have dinner, and he's still not coming. We'll put him into it for this podcast. Give us some free chocolate croissants. That's not George. That's that's, not George. That's that's not George. That's that's another, that guy is coming on the podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Tesco's people. Tesco's. Drop Edward's Trying to get a deal with them. Deal with Tesco's. Get Mr. Tesco's on the podcast. Can you come talk to us about Tesco's? (laughs) It wasn't. I wish it was. I wish it was, yeah. We wouldn't be doing it um, with Eki's audio equipment. We'd probably have our own audio equipment Thanks, and Eki. our own sound room if this was sponsored by Tesco's. Yeah. And Sainsbury's would be knocking on the door because it's an amazing podcast. They want it for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you got anything more you want to say about street food and restaurants? As a summary. As a summary, I, yeah. So I really, I'm a real advocate for it. Whether I worked in Blue Joanna or not, before I was always eating on the market, even when I worked at a chain, Oh, I've worked at other places. You know, I worked at Burger Bar to begin with. Definitely support your independence. I think if you're going to take anything away, take that being a chef is an absolute pain in the ass and you have to love food and eat at independent places. Yep. They're the two things. I, it, whoever's listening, for the whole entirety of the podcast, those two things. Yep. Independence, support your local place. Yep. You know, don't go to a chain, Bella Italia for Italian food. Go to, you know, oh, there's one place on Toothland, I can't there's like amazing places, you know, for example. Yeah. Don't go to Yo Sushi, go to Shiki's. Yeah. You know, don't go to Domino's. McDonald's. Go to, go to like an independent place that will do burgers. You know, yeah. don't buy your meat at Tesco's, buy it at Butcher's. Yeah, if Not. you want pizza, go to Brick. Yeah. If you're in Norwich and you want a pizza, go to Brick Pizza. Screw Domino's. If you want if a salad, go to Pono. Like, yes, yeah. it's, it's very simple. Like, just do your research. And like, it's not expensive. No, it's not. And I think, just as like a, my, on my behalf, like a summary, I think like, the thing that people should take away is like this is your opportunity to be a part of something like you have the opportunity to be a part of a community now of like very exciting uh, 
like businesses and people that are trying to make a difference. Like I think that's like, and you you have complete free reign to walk into anywhere. And as soon as you walk into that place and you buy something or eat something, you are a part of that community, and that's really exciting because it's not just a thing in everyone's head. That's it's a thing. Oh yeah. Like there's a everywhere you go, every town you go that has a food market. I guarantee you, all those food stalls are friends, and they they want the best for independent food in their town. Like yeah. I know it because like we come from it. Like I come from a place where like Colchester has a sick food market. Like and it's getting better. And there's like there's just been a fresh pasta place show up uh, that does the sickest fresh pasta I've ever eaten. Like yeah. fresh ragu, fresh carbonara every week. Um, there's a Mexican street food place, Mexipil. There's chicken, obviously peck. There's like. Uh, there's a the curry stall that's been there for years, and he's like the OG. Shout out to Ken, dude. He's an absolute dude. Um, check him out. Yeah, curry guy. Um, you know, and they're they're all friends and they all hang out and they. But they remember care. your name. Yeah, man. You yeah, have you I'm go like, there and you you're open to have a conversation with them. You want to go, hi guy, how are you? Yeah, how's your day? You go a couple of times before know it, you have them full on conversations for an hour. Yeah, and like they they know your order and they remember your order. And if you want something changed from your order, they'll change it because it's your food. Heck, have a thing of like. If someone says, oh, can I have, can I, sorry to be a pain, but can I have you know, sauce in there? Nathan will, without a doubt, every time be like, it's your food, man. Like, yeah. Why would we not, like, it's your food, absolutely. Exactly. Like, and that, every, that sticks in my head every time. It's like, that's, that's some street food. Like, it's your food. Like, we're here to, like, just, we're focusing on you right now. We've not got five tables to serve. This is me and you, and I'm making you some really good food. Like, this yeah. is people's opportunity to be a part of something really special. Like, and it doesn't happen often. It hasn't happened very often. You know, in, in the last 20 years, there's never been a point where, like, you can just walk into somewhere, and as soon as you buy something, you're, you're pushing a community of people oh, in a positive exactly, way. exactly. You know, and I think that's really exciting. Go and buy a cup of coffee from an independent place, and you're a part of a community. You're, you're you know, you're pushing something forward. I think yeah. that's so exciting. What you, over. What, you said, what you said there about it, going back to it quickly, is that it's the ego, and a lot of street places won't have that ego because they want to make I good food for the customers. Not. And, and the people that do have the ego, they just don't do very well. Oh, it's yeah. Very, it's very cool. Like, but you've got to have that one-to-one with the customers. Absolutely. And I think that's a big part of street food is that generally the owner is on the street with you. Yeah. You know, originally, you know, if you go to like Japan or Korea, they're all, they're at, the owners of that stall are cooking this amazing food on the side of the street yeah. and they're having a conversation with you because yeah. they want you to buy the food, but they want you to enjoy the food. Yeah. You know, they're not there to make amazing money. If they, if chefs were there to make amazing money, they would be in these fancy restaurants. Yeah. The reason people have street food restaurants and they have independent places like this is because they want you to have an amazing experience. Yeah. And if listen, if you want to sit down at somewhere and you want to sit somewhere where it's warm and you've got music on, that's great. But find the places where you can have a bit of both. You know, oh, yeah. find the places where if you if you turn around and go, oh, I want more sauce, my chips. So they'll just be like, the chef will come out and give you a bit more, you know, if, yeah. you, if you don't know about a sauce, they'll come out and put a bit of sauce in your finger, yeah. you know, and let you try it. And if well, you don't like it, with kimchi here, people, what's yeah, kimchi? Man. I'll go out and explain it to them. I'll take yeah. them a sample. Try yeah. it. You know, I really do yeah. push it. And then like, what do you think of it? Tell me what you think about exactly. it. I want to learn from you. You know, that. What, what do you like? What do you like? How can I improve for you or the next customer that has the similar Absolutely. issue? Yeah. I think, I think that's a stormer of a podcast we've just done that. Fucking smashed out of the park, bro. Yeah, yeah. Baseball. Straight out there. Next one's about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Look forward to that. It's not about baseball. <laughs> well, I, I don't even know what the next one's about. I think I'm going to go with doing the, the chefs and... Celebrity chefs. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's what we'll discuss. Because that's... 
something that's really been on my mind recently is how chefs are treated and how it's been glorified in Gordon Ramsay. I really have a thing about Gordon Ramsay. But you about don't like him? Really don't. Let's save that. I'll sit on my, my dislike for Gordon Ramsay for a yeah. bit longer. But um, dude, that's, yeah, that's next week. That's next week. That's next week. Hot Whether stuff. we're not really in a routine of when we're going to be posting up, we're we're still working on a workflow of clearing up the we're audio. We're really busy. Yeah, except so just stop. We have lives. Everyone, guys. stop asking. Like, yeah, yeah, come on, man, stop like harassing me about my podcast. Stop messaging Jack on Twitter. Stop sending. I don't even have a Stop Twitter. sending me nudes. No one wants it. All right. Uh, I'll I'll get in contact with. JK about sending you news. Yeah, that's, Jack. That's kind of cool. you're, you're Shout out to Jack. He's not currently here at the minute. He's never here. Nah, bless him. He's had he could be sassy when he's here, but when he's not here, I can talk shit about him. <laughs> Jack has <laughs> yeah, never he, liked him. He, he, is, he is back on Wednesday, though. Fuck. Jack, okay. I'm really excited to have you back. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> on that note, we'll end it here. Thank you guys for listening to the Calm Chef podcast. Do tune again next week. Find all of the podcasts on YouTube, all the previous places. If you, you know where it's available pretty much everywhere you can find a podcast uh, do check out the blog i try and post every monday but as we said i have a life it might be tuesday um and uh yeah thank you for listening i'll speak to you soon bye thank you jack for joining us thanks man appreciate it